Hey everyone, my name's Nicole and welcome to Cheers from the Grave. Um, this episode is just going to be me today and then we're also going to be releasing a few other short bonus episodes with just me. So I hope you guys enjoy. I'm going to be talking about a few different topics here and there, uh, mostly some shorties, but it's goodies. So first episode today, I'm going to be talking about the Flatwoods Monster. Demons, 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 ghosts, demons, 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 possessions, demons, 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 ghosts, demons, demons, demons. So I'm going to exercise you. So if you've never heard of the Flatwoods Monster, um, it's pretty crazy. It's like a tall creature with like glowing eyes, but I'll get into that. So what is the Flatwoods Monster, or how did we get the Flatwoods Monster cryptid originated? So on September 12, 1952, a mother and five school children ventured into the woods of West Virginia. And as we all know, everything creepy happens in West Virginia. Armed with only a flashlight to find a fiery object that they had seen falling from the sky, as they crested a hill, they spotted the red glow of a mysterious object. But before they could get to it, they were met by a creature that would haunt their nightmares for years to come the Flatwoods Monster. So as like more physical descriptions and characteristics, the beam of a flashlight only rested on the Flatwoods Monster for two or three seconds before Gene Lemon, one of the young boys who was there, dropped it in terror. Those two seconds of thin light are the only glimpse that the world has ever gotten of this monster since it disappeared immediately after the light went out. Still, for the six people who saw the monster and its appearance, it was unforgettable. It was between seven and ten feet tall, with a dark body shrouded in a cloak of heavy folded black or green fabric. Its legs were invisible, but its arms, which ended in small clawed hands, were extended from its body. It had a flat face, shaped like a spade, with skin that has been described as pale, fiery orange, red, or even green. A dark hood hung around its face and a pair of glowing animal eyes pierced through the darkness. When the monster saw the intruders, it let out a blood-curdling screech and bounded or glided towards them. Fortunately, it must have changed its path because one of the kids dropped the flashlight and nobody was hurt. Shortly after news about the Flatwoods monster and his UFO crash got out, paranormal investigators began swooping the ground in the little town of the Flatwoods. One of the most enthusiastic investigators was Gray Barker, who made tape recordings of the witnesses' testimonies and wrote an article for Fate magazine. In 1953, Barker went on to publish a book with additional information gathered from numerous witnesses within a 20-mile radius. He concluded that the behavior of the UFO, as well as the sickness caused by its fumes, were consistent with extraterrestrial activity. So here's another fun fact. Yes, the Flatwoods monster did fall out of the sky in a UFO. Paranormal writer Ivan Kehoe and a UFOologist Major Donald E. Kehoe, everyone's a hoe, also visited Wait. the fissure. Wait, hold up. Kehoe? The first guy's name is Ivan Kehoe and the second guy's name is Donald E. Kehoe. How is it spelled? K-E-Y-H-O-E and the first hoe is H-O-E. Oh, okay. Because that sounds like how people say my name. Kehoe, because it's Kehoe, but same people can't say No, no, it's literally Kehoe. <laughs> <laughs> they also visited the Fisher Farm, interviewed the witnesses, and concluded that the event was probably an authentic case of alien contact. Of course, for every UFOologist who was ready to back the legend of the Flatwoods Monster, there were hundreds of critics who could propose more than one logical explanation. On the night of September 12th, a meteor was seen streaking across the sky in three states. 
Maryland, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and of course, our very own West Virginia. Both Air Force officials and astronomers verified that the object was a meteor, although it raised alarm in several areas, including the reported plane crash that prevented the Flatwoods Sheriff from investigating Fisher's farm immediately. Most people believe that the object which the boys saw falling on the Fisher farm was actually this meteor. The red pulsing light which the boys saw when they arrived at the farm was probably an aircraft hazard beacon, which would have been visible from the high point on the hill. But what about the nightmarish creature that met the group when they tried to approach the UFO? It's spade-shaped and hooded face, glowing animal eyes, unearthly screech, protruding arms with small claw-like hands, and the gliding motions are all consistent with that of a barn owl. In the dark, perched in the branches of a tree, it could easily pass for a 10-foot tall monster with a cloak obscuring the bottom half of its body, especially when five out of the six people who saw it were overexcited children. So what do you guys think? Do you believe it was actually like a UFO type monster or was it just a barn owl? And if you do look up a barn owl, they do have the flat faces with the bright eyes. So I'll leave that to you. So this is the end of our first bonus episode. If you enjoyed it, let me know. You know where to find us. Cheers from the grave on everything. Cheers from grave on Twitter. And our email, cheersfromthegrave at gmail.com. And... It's so weird doing it alone, but I'm Nicole, and thanks for listening to Cheers from the Grave.